Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text that we'll use for our meditation this morning is the first scripture lesson today, where I will reread the last sentence from that prophecy. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. In the name of our Advent King, and the Savior of all, dear friends. Zephaniah. Nice name. If the Lord blesses you with a son someday, I think you should consider calling him Zephaniah. You call him Zeph for short. When's the last time you heard a sermon from Zephaniah? This is the first time I've ever preached on a text from Zephaniah. Maybe you have. When's the last time you read Zephaniah? If you haven't read it, or in my case, by not preaching on it until today, we've missed out. Great message and one that is definitely pertinent, applicable to each of us who are here these many, many centuries later. He falls into a category that we have, or someone, created called the minor prophets. It doesn't mean that their message wasn't as important as the major prophets. The minor prophets were just smaller. Zephaniah, Jonah, Obadiah, Nahum, Habakkuk, those guys. The major prophets, Zephaniah's probably acquaintance, Jeremiah, Isaiah. A message that was given to them initially by their God as he called them and equipped them to share with his people, and usually not only with a message for that time and place, but for God's people for all time. You know what else is major and minor? Music. Now, I'm not going to claim to be an expert in music theory, but I do know that you can tell a difference when something is in a major key and in a minor key. It's not always the case, but usually a minor key conveys more of a sadder feel to it. Classic example of this, and I listened for this as we sang O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. The very last time you sing that phrase, shall come to you, O Israel, a lot of times the organist will change it up that one last time into the major key. Today's organist chose to stay with the minor. Maybe you caught that too. I guess the difference is a third. In the combination of notes to go from major to minor involves a third. 
as I thought about that, I realized, you know, I get it now. I play guitar. When I play an E major, to go to an E minor, I just remove one finger from one string. It goes down a little bit. Same thing with an A. I put one finger a little bit lower to create the A minor. Makes sense. But one way or another, it makes beautiful music, like we're hearing today. You know what else is in majors and minors? Our lives. There are those times where we aren't so joyful. It's like our life is in a minor key today. And there's music to express that. Perhaps we enjoy even more the sadder songs because they help us get it out to express what we're feeling. And then there are those times where things are going great and you just want to sing. And there's music for that too. Music is a gift from God, a wonderful gift from God that we can use and enjoy to express how we feel. But Zephaniah would remind us today that we have so many reasons to sing as his people because of what he has done for us and what he will do for us in the future. A lot of Zephaniah's message would be written in the minor key because so much of his message was warning, condemnation, because God's people at that time in their history had gone astray, horribly astray. As the pages of the Old Testament remind us, they stopped giving priority to their God and to his will and what he had prescribed many years earlier as the right way to worship him and to live as his chosen people. And the leadership wa was leading the way down the wrong path. And so they needed to hear the message. All right? God's had it with you. And bad things are going to happen to you. He will even use heathen nations that have never had him in the first place to punish you. But Zephaniah's message was also in the major key because he right reminded God's people that he would not leave it at that. And that's our text for today. A reminder of what God has done for his people. A message that is meant for you and for me today as well. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. Sing, daughter Zion. Sing. The Lord has taken away your punishment. 
He has turned back your enemy. You needed this for a while. God needed to bring you back to him. But the time would come when this punishment would end. Now, for the people of Zephaniah's day and thereafter, it meant coming back home from captivity. But for God's people of all time, the punishment has been taken away by that baby born in Bethlehem who was sent here to take our place to live the perfect life that God demands as only he could and then to suffer horribly on the cross in our place. When God, his father, basically said, I've had it with you, Jesus, and removed his presence from him. as he should do with each and every one of us. But did that so that we could sing with joy in knowing that all of our sins have been removed. Nothing robs us of joy more than that, does it? The threat of evil all around us, the uncertainty of life, the random acts of tragedy, all of that, it, it can rob a person of joy, fear. But nothing robs us more of joy than coming to realize how much we have offended our God, like his people of old. How many times we've gone off on our own path thinking, well, you know what's best. We know what's better. Or to focus more on money and trying to find security that way or in our relationships, all of which matter, but nothing more than our relationship with our God. And so Zephaniah's song reminds us that we have a reason to sing this Christmas season and every day of our lives because of what God has done and because of what he will do. Never again will you fear any harm. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. After all that I've done to offend him and how I constantly from day to day feel the sadness of my sins, and the uncertainty that I also create? Yes! Your God takes great delight in you because of what his son did for you. Now he sees us as pure and spotless, as his precious children, starting already with the day of our baptism. That is a reason to sing. Keep singing. Thank you for the singing you're bringing us today. 
and the message that it gives to us at this time of year, but it applies all the time. A reminder of God's work for us. But keep singing as you go forward with the uncertainties before you. What path should I take? What will happen if I take this step or that step? Off into a different part of God's kingdom, maybe away from home, with all the threats that exist in our, the world around us? Yeah, keep singing. Because the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. Nothing gives us more joy than that. Emmanuel, members, friends, thank you for the support that you give to our school so that young people such as these before you today can have a place where they are reminded daily of what God expects and wants of us, how he feels about sin, but that he takes great delight in them, in all of us. Where they can hear the blessed assurance that no matter what paths they may take, as we all have taken, he will be with them. He is blessing the work and will continue to do so as well. And this is our prayer for you as well, that the Lord be with you as you do your work in this part of his kingdom. You know, the last line of our text is incredible. He will rejoice over you with singing. Does God sing? What a beautiful thought. He will sing over you. That's how he feels about you. It's pretty evident that Jesus sang. We're told in his word that after he and his disciples celebrated that last Passover together, they sang a hymn. It was probably one of the Psalms, and then went to the garden where the path to the cross began. But where our salvation was also accomplished. This is why we sing. God bless you as you sing together and for him. Amen.